Take me through that process a little bit, like what the last few, because you, you haven't even been in the portal, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of navigating that and make, trying to make a decision for you and your family. Before the season, you know, Coach told you, I, he sat me down and was like, hey, man, you know, I know what you're going to do this year. Mm-hmm. And after this season, I fully expect you to hop into the portal or just at least hear them out. He's like, you deserve that. I just couldn't do it. You know, I thought about every scenario that you could think of. And, you know, right here at UAB, I have the best head coach, I have the best quarterback coach, I have the best offensive coordinator, best teammates. You know, I can't think of a better place where I'd rather be. And then plus, my head coach won a Super Bowl. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he coached the, yeah, he coached the Elite 11. He did all this stuff with yeah. all these quarterbacks. I would be stupid if I left yeah. and went somewhere else so I'm not gonna get the same level of, uh, yeah. Of coaching and stuff that was really the biggest thing um, I'm not really a money guy because the way I see it is if I just put my head down and work every day yeah. and keep getting better and learn from Bill Fred and everything on the yeah. staff money now that is doesn't really mean anything um, so you know I know I'm gonna make it up on the back end what's up guys welcome to the next up podcast I'm Adam Brenman we are at UAB University of Alabama Birmingham and today we're talking to the UAB quarterback Jacob Zeno Jacob Zeno has a great story had a phenomenal season in 2023 I have some of his stats right here in front of me this past season he finished third in the nation in completion percentage with 74% seventh in completions per game and 11th in the country in total offense he's one of the best quarterbacks in college football was pursued heavily by power five programs to transfer but decided to stay here at UAB UAB and play for Trent Dilfer. So going to talk to Jacob Zeno about all things his career, what drives him, and that decision to stay at UAB in 2024. Before we talk to Jacob, please subscribe to this podcast if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, please leave us a rating, share it with some friends. No matter where you're listening or watching, throw a comment, share it, like it, follow us on social media. Anything you guys can do to support the podcast helps me a ton and allows me to travel around the country and have one amazing guest like Jacob Zeno. Let's go talk to Jacob. Next up. What's up, guys? It's Adam Brenneman. It's now holiday season. You guys are looking for gifts. I'm telling you right now, check out our merch store. We have super high-quality merch. My favorite is this college football tee. If you're a college football fan, you need this thing. We have college basketball tees, tons of merch for college sports fans. Use the code ADAMB15 for 15% off at checkout. Go get some college football merch and check out our other styles today. I appreciate you joining, man. We uh, You flew in just for this, right? Yeah, last night? Yeah, yeah, I got in last night. <laughs> Were you at home? Yeah, I was at yeah. home. I was in San Antonio. You thought you were just chilling in San Antonio? Like, you got to no, go do a podcast. In, uh, yeah, I got a call and I was saying, that, you know, we're going to fly you up on Tuesday night for an interview on Wednesday. I so I was it. like, man, cool. I love it, man. Yeah, I'm excited to, to get you on. Congrats on the on the great season you had, man. It was it was fun watching you. Was it? Uh, did it feel good to have that level of success as a player? Man, it felt good. Um, you know, first time starting. Yeah. Um, it just felt good that, you know, all that work was is starting to pay off, you know. Yeah. But that's just scratching the surface. Um, you know, I know I have a lot more in my tank. I have a lot more that I could achieve, you know, this upcoming season. And, um, you know, that's why it was really important to, to stay here and stay with the guys and keep the team together yeah. and see what we could do uh, next year. Yeah. Uh, I want to start with your recruiting process mm-hmm. before you even got to college. Uh, yeah. You had a bunch of offers. I was looking at your 247 profile on the yeah. way here. And uh, take me through that process. What, what was going through your mind? What were some of those discussions in, during the recruiting process? Yeah, so um, I think it really started my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to play two sports. So I used to play basketball, football. Um, my dad, yeah, I was You're good. Yeah, I can hoop now. Were you though? I can hoop. Everyone's, no, no, no. <laughs> everyone says they're legit. No, nah, legit. I can, I can hoop. I could go. Uh-huh. Um, and so you know, my dad sat me down uh, one day and was like, "Hey, man, you know, you've been playing two sports your whole life. 
Um, you're very good at both. But it's like it seemed every time I play basketball, I lose all my weight. Yeah. Now I get back to football, and I'm behind like a month before I can fully get to playing my, at my ability. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was saying, you know, it's, it's about that time to choose which sport you want to do. So I always loved basketball, but it, it just wasn't like football. You know, football yeah. was my safe haven. Football was, you know, the thing that I truly loved. Uh, chose it, and once I put all my effort into it, you know, everything just took off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the offers started rolling in. That's why we're going to the rival camps. Uh, met up with Dilfer at the Elite 11. Um, and so then my junior year, got a couple more, um, decided to commit to Baylor. Went there on a cultural rule. Um, you know, I had a, I registered my first year, uh, played the last three games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, played the Big 12 championship, played against Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, Rule left, went to Carolina. Then um, Aranda came in. You know, that's when COVID happened. And so mm-hmm. stuff started to get weird. Yeah. You know, not knowing if you go play a game, not knowing, you mm-hmm. know, just the uncertainties. Um, and, you know, that just, that, that took a toll on me just mentally because it was like, man, like you're putting this work in and then you're not playing and just yeah. other stuff. And then not being, being able to be around people with COVID. And, and um, you know, that was really like a, a low time right there. Um, came out 2021, um, you know, I had a chance to get the starting job over there at Baylor. You know, stuff didn't really work out the way, you know, that I wanted it to. Uh, decided to go into the portal, I think like the third or fourth game of the season. You know, hopped in, was talking to people. I didn't really want to go to the West Coast. Um, you know, I was talking with, you know, some teams over there and it's just not my, my fit. Um, then we had some coaches on staff. We had Coach Craddock uh, that was at Arkansas, recruited me when I was still in high school. So talked to him, came down here for an official. Um, I loved it. You know, I loved the city. I loved UAB. And then plus at that time, I didn't graduate yet. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I was still trying to find a place where I could graduate, uh, get my master's or possibly get my master's, but mm-hmm. just get a degree. Um, and, you know, I fell in love with it. And so I came here. Yeah, I love it, man. What what was uh, your final couple of schools before you picked Baylor? What, what was that process like when you were picking it out of high school? Yeah, so Kingsbury was still at Texas Tech then. Got it, yeah. Um, Slinging around 56 yeah. times a game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you know, uh, I really wanted to go to Tech, but, yeah. you know, it just you didn't know if Kingsbury was going to stay there or not, yeah. stuff like that. Um, so it came down to Tech, Baylor, and Florida. Florida um, okay. Yeah. Who was that? Was that – Dan Mullen? Yeah, it was Mullen. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. Mullen there, Florida. Um, you know, some stuff happened there with recruits yeah. and everything. They already had their guy. Um, and so I just really believed in Rule, what yeah. he did. And, you know, he changed his programs around. Yeah. When he was at Temple, he changed Temple around, mm-hmm. got to Baylor, changed Baylor around. Okay. They were 1-11 to, I think, what, like 5-7 and seven or something like that. And then yeah. the next year, you know, we're in a Big 12 championship. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I fully expect him to do the same thing in Nebraska, too. Yeah. What's the craziest, craziest th- thing that you, happened to you during the recruiting process, especially at court? I, very, I know some funny things happen at, when you're a quarterback, man. Man, um, I wouldn't say Nothing too crazy? much. Yeah, I wouldn't say too much. It, it almost reminded me of, like, high school. Yeah. Um, you know, going back into it, and I'm like, man, I'm over here talking to coaches <laughs> every day, scheduling visits, going yeah. on campuses and stuff like that. Uh, but I don't think nothing too crazy happened. Yeah. Um, when it, you made the decision to come play for Coach Dilfer, what mm-hmm. was the 
how much did the relationship you had with him from the Elite 11 stuff come into play there? Yeah, so um, he came last year. So that's when Coach Vincent and all them were here. So yeah. we're going through bow prep and everything. He's on the field and everything. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really, with him coming in and then leaving and doing all the stuff he had to do, you know, I was just here. Yeah. I didn't go out and make an effort to, hey, you remember me, Coach? Blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, man, it's, it's going to be what it's going to yeah. be. And, um, you know, we're standing on the field in one of the practices, and we're leaving. I'm walking off the field, and they said, no, I get a punch in my back. <laughs> my gosh, who is this? And it was him. He was like, uh, dang, like, you don't remember me? You're not going to say what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we just hit it off there. And, um, you know, he, he still believed everything that he did at the Elite 11. You know, he said I was one of his favorite quarterbacks there. Mm. Uh, loved my hard work and everything like that. And so, you know, I'm glad that he's my head coach. Yeah. I just talked to Coach for a while about mm -hmm. the, his time at the Elite 11. What's, looking back on your time as an Elite 11 quarterback, what, what, do, you think, what do you think you maybe grew the most during that time? What did you learn the most from it? I would say the mental aspect yeah. of it. That's when I really started to really see that playing quarterback, it's not just going out there and slinging it to guys. It's really you have to think about it and, and, and study defenses and yeah. no protections and stuff like that. Because, you know, before then, I was, you know, the best person on the field every the time, time I touched the field in yeah. high school. So before I went to Elite 11, I'm just going out there just playing around. You know, yeah. I knew about, you know, studying tape and watching defenses and stuff like that, but it really didn't matter. Yeah. And um, when I went there with all those guys telling me, hey, this was going to be like at the next level, blah, blah, I was like, okay, if I really want to do this and play at not only the college level but mm -hmm. get to the NFL – then I have to take this, the mental side of the game, yeah. uh, more serious. And so after I left there, um, you know, started watching tape, just started doing all the little things I need to do mentally uh, to make myself a better quarterback. Yeah. You know, I was thinking earlier today about what I want to talk to you about. The one mm -hmm. thing that's interesting is how much different the transfer portal environment, just the transfer environment is today, like what oh, you yeah. just went through the last few months, mm -hmm. versus even when you went through it, from Baylor to here, yeah, right? How, how much different does it, like for someone who's living, how much different is it? Today, for people who's in a portal, it's almost like you're a free agent. Yeah. Um, when I was in it, coming from Baylor, like I just said, it felt like I was just, just in high school again. Yeah. You know, there was no money talk. There was no, none of that. Um, and you know, today you're negotiating contracts and doing mm -hmm. stuff like that and like, you almost don't feel like you're in college anymore. You feel like you're a professional athlete. And that's the biggest change from when I was in it to in today's portal time. Yeah. Uh, this offseason now, we, I just talked to Coach Dilfer mm -hmm. about it. Um, you know, there are people expecting, not expecting, but thinking that you may transfer to a Power 5 school. Right. Um, by all accounts, there is a lot of interest in you by Power right. 5 schools, but you've made the decision to stay here yeah. at UAB. Uh, Take me through that process a little bit, like what the last few, because you, you haven't even been in the portal, right? Mm -hmm. That last few weeks, kind of navigating that and make, yeah. trying to make a decision for you and your family. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, before the season, you know, Coach told you, I, he sat me down and was like, hey, man, you know, I know what you're going to do this year. Mm -hmm. And after this season, I fully expect you to hop into the portal or just at least hear them out mm -hmm. um, because, you know, he's like, you deserve that. Um, so, you know, I, I really thought about it, you know, I thought about it. Um, I had, you know, like some people, you know, in your ear, like, hey, man, if you did, we would want you, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just couldn't do it. You know, I, 
thought about every scenario that you could think of. And, you know, right here at UAB, I have the best head coach, I have the best quarterback coach, I have the best offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. best teammates. You know, I can't think of a better place where I'd rather be. And then plus, my head coach won a Super Bowl. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he coached the right yeah, he coached <laughs> Elite 11. He did all this stuff with yeah. all these quarterbacks. I would be stupid if I left yeah. and went somewhere else where I'm not going to get the same level of, uh, yeah. of coaching and stuff. And so, you know, that was really the biggest thing. Um, I'm not really a money guy because the way I see it is if I just put my head down and work every day yeah. and keep getting better and learn from Dilfred and everything on yeah. the staff, not yeah. good money now, that it's, doesn't yeah. really mean anything. Um, so, you know, I know I'm going to make it up on the back end. Yeah. And so that's really my thing with that. You guys know I love football. And this football season, I've been trying to find a new way to bet on sports. I'm sick of using casinos, the traditional way to do it. And I found the best way to do it. Had to tell you guys about it. It's on Cut. Cut is the game-changing social betting platform. Look no further. This is where you got to be. It's a peer-to-peer betting playground. On Cut, you can bet against your friends, bet against fellow fans on sports, politics, pop culture, and much more. It's much better than just regular sports books. Cut handles payments, so no more chasing friends for money, no more talking to a bookie, hassle-free betting at its finest. And the best part, no more faceless casinos. It's personal and it's exciting. You can customize odds for what you want to bet on. Tailor your bets with fully customizable odds. It's your game and your rules on cut. Also, we get lower VIG on cut. Much lower VIG for a better betting experience for everybody. More winnings and less hassle. One of my favorite parts of cut is the social features. You can dive into group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, and user profiles. It's like having a group of friends on a betting platform and betting against them if you want. Your betting experience just got a major upgrade when you use cut. I didn't even mention that the rewards that you get on the cut app. You get cash back every time you bet against your friends. The more you bet, the more you earn. It is a win-win for everyone. Cut is legal in 40 plus states, which I love because I'm traveling so much. It's hard to find sports books that are legal in most states. 40 plus states for cut, including those without traditional sports books. So put your money where your mouth is. It's time to fire on sports on the best new app. I've been looking for a long time and I found it. It's on cut. Use my promo code Adam B and get a 10% deposit match at cut.com. That's cut.com, K-U-T-T.com. Use my code Adam B for a 10% deposit match when you deposit money. Again, cut.com, K-U-T-T. Get a 10% deposit match when you use my code Adam B. And guys, supporting our sponsors helps us so much. Helps me personally be able to travel around the country and bring on amazing guests. So go support Cut today. So Coach Delfer actually told you that he thinks you should explore it. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's it mean to like have a head coach who actually, because you know a lot of head coaches yeah. would be like, nah, you're stupid if you do that. <laughs> that. That just goes to with the relationship that we have, yeah. and not only with me, but just the whole building. Um, you know, we never lie to each other. You know, we mm-hmm. always tell the truth. We're always uh, transparent. And, you know, he was just being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it hurt if I left? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, would it hurt? You know, they try to find a new quarterback and all that. And so for him to say that, yeah. you know, that that's really honest because yeah. they right now they could be scrambling, trying to find a quarterback and all this stuff. And, you know, he's just looking out for the best interest of me. And, um, you know, I, I chose to stay even though you told me yeah. that. Yeah, I, I just talked to Coach, like I said, mm-hmm. and, and uh, he – says he said that you know you were getting offers of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to right. leave when you're hearing that that has to be a little like in your mind you know you're, mm-hmm. you're a college kid right yeah. like you've never seen that kind of money before yeah. and that has to be a little bit of like uh 
number one, like sticker shock, like, wait, mm. is this real? Mm. And then, you know, what what'd you use as your like support system to kind of navigate, um, you know, what, what, what makes sense and what, what you should listen to, what you shouldn't listen to. And so many people try to give you advice, right? During yeah. That time. Well, I mean, I kind of got like a little old soul when it comes to it. So <laughs> when I was, you know, hearing all that, I didn't really phase me um, because, you know, with taxes and everything like that. No, like <laughs> that's it, nothing. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it, that wasn't the actual number that's gonna come out to. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I just you know, all money is not good money, mm-hmm. and so um, basically, like I was saying before, I didn't want to take that and then just be sitting a year or two years from now and be like, man. I got the money, yeah. but I'm not in the league. I'm not yeah. doing everything that I dreamed to do. Um, so that's why I was like, man, like money's not worth it right now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I'm doing what I love to do is play football. And um, there's no better place I'd rather do it than him. Yeah. What's it like playing for Trent Dilfer? He told me to ask you. And he, he said he wants you to be honest, too. What's it? I mean, it's, it's going to it, be tough. It, it's fun. Don't give me a lie. It's, it's fun, but... It's hard at the same time. I say it's fun because I'm just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I just like hard stuff. I don't like nothing in my life has came easy, so I don't like when I do something and it just happens right away. Um, so it's never, you're never good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have, I could break a record one week and he's coming in and he shows me a long list of what <laughs> I didn't do. And I'm looking at the table, I'm like, man, yeah. I thought I played good, but <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> dude open right here. If I would have slid in the pocket right here, I wouldn't yeah. have got sacked. Um, Should have changed the protection right here. Why did I throw that screen out there? You know, just seeing the little details about it, I'm like, man, I could play so much better. Yeah. And that's the thing I like about it is it's not. It's almost like a game mm-hmm. to me. It's almost like a, like a puzzle. And you think you're doing good, but he's, he's holding you to a such high of a standard that yeah. You're like, oh man, okay, I'm not doing that right now. But what if I, like, get it down and yeah. I'm doing this now? Like, yeah. what if I try to be perfect? Like, because I feel like if I try to be perfect, even though I'm not going to be perfect, then that's just going to slow the game down, and I'm just gonna, like, I'm gonna play at a level that yeah. I didn't think I could get to. Yeah, you just said in that answer that nothing in in your life has come mm-hmm. easy. Tell me more about that. Um, I mean, yeah, man. Uh, I'm the prototypical of it takes a village to raise a child, Um, you know, from my grandparents, from my dad, from my mom, uncles, sisters, you know, everybody has had um, a part in raising me to the person I am today, Um, you know, from surgeries, from injuries, um, being overlooked, Mm -hmm. just some kid from San Antonio, Texas, you know, they don't. That doesn't really hold weight in Texas if you're from San Antonio, other than if you're from like Dallas or Houston or something yeah. like that. That's different. Um, and so, no, I've been overlooked a lot. And just having to, all right, boom, that didn't happen. Cool. I'm just going to put my head down and keep working. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I didn't get the job. Okay, cool. I'm just going to put my head down and keep working. And I've done that every single day. You know, get to Baylor, playing the Big 12 championship, trending on Twitter, all this, yeah. and, you know, going crazy, breaking records, 
you know, we lose overtime, then playing in the Sugar Bowl, all that. And then the next year, back on the sideline, like nobody's heard of you. Mm-hmm. Then the year after that, you put your head down, say you're going to start all this, don't get it. I'm like, okay, cool. Come here, first year, I'm all right, cool. I got a first new, a fresh new start. I'm going to be a starter. You know, all this work go pay off. Don't start. And so, you know, there's many times, you know, on the phone crying with my dad, like, I'm done, I'm not playing mm-hmm. football no more. Like, I, I'm always doing the right thing. And it, does, it doesn't happen, so why keep doing the right thing? You know, I'm done. You know, I put all this stuff into football. Football, it's not giving in return what I'm putting into it. And, um, you know, just praying about it and, and all these things. But now at the end of the day, you know, I don't quit. You know, yeah. that's one thing about Zeno. Zenos don't quit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody in my family, they told me that was like, it's hard, but, you know, it's going to get better. There's light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. You can't quit, and um, you know, look at me now. Yeah. Just start. Today's episode is brought to you by Ekron Athletics. Listen, you guys know I was an injury-prone player during my playing career. Felt like I was hurt having surgery every other season. Looking back on it, I wasn't recovering the right way. So now in my post-playing career, I made it a mission to figure out how to recover best, and that's when I found Ekron Athletics. Their B37S percussion massage gun, this thing right here, has changed the way I recover after big workouts. I wish I had this thing when I was playing. It was named the best overall massage gun by GQ, Sports Illustrator, and other trusted publications. I'm telling you, every player and athlete out there should be using this thing to recover after workouts and games and to get loose before games and practices. And even if you're not playing sports and using it before the gym and after the gym, I use it when I'm sitting at home watching college football every Saturday. I mean, this thing is beautiful. I love it. I take it with me everywhere I go, even on the road when I travel. Oh, and the B37S massage gun is not just about a quick fix. It's got a long battery life and it comes with a lifetime warranty guaranteeing this thing lasts much longer than my football career did. Whether you're a current athlete a former athlete or just an everyday person trying to stay in shape, you need to try the B37S percussion gun from Ekron Athletics. Go to EkronAthletics.com today and start recovering faster and moving easier. That's Ekron Athletics and use promo code NEXTUP for 25% off your purchase. That's E-K-R-I-N Athletics.com with promo code NEXTUP for 25% off your purchase. During that time at Baylor and even that first year here, when things weren't going your way, or mm-hmm. it did go your way, and then it didn't right, right. after. What, what's something that, what did you learn about yourself during that time? Um, just just staying humble. I would say that's the big thing, just staying humble and, and just working, you know, because I think after the Big 12 game, you got to think I'm, what was I? 18 then. You thought you were pretty cool after that what? game, huh? 18. <laughs> you were the man. In, we, we're playing against Jalen Hurts, CD, and all yeah. them guys. Throwing touchdowns. We come in. We lose overtime. After that, I'm like, man, like this is what they were talking about. Yeah, I'm like, this, this is what they were talking about. Like, I get to college, make a name yeah. for myself, blah, blah, do all that. Yeah. And I kind of got, you know, big-headed from that. And um, I think – that really hurt me a little bit. Like God needed to humble me a little bit from that. Um, and he did, I got humbled, you know, I got humbled fast. And, you know, from there on, I said, okay, when I get my next opportunity to make a name for myself and to, you know, be that player that I know I could be, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it the right way. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna stay humble about it. Uh, I've heard a couple of quarterbacks and coaches talk about, um, 
you know, listening to the outside noise and mm -hmm. that when you, if you allow yourself to listen to it when it's really good, then you also listen when it's really bad. Right. And you got to just find a way to block it all out. Have you, is that, have you kind of seen that throughout that's, your career? And that's something that Dilford talks to me a lot about. Um, you know, when you're doing good, people are going to love you. When you're doing bad, people are going to hate you. So, you know, the only thing that matters is what's going on inside this building. Um, it could even be old, old family members, you know, uh, it could be friends, you know, it doesn't really matter what other people, other people say or think about you. Um, you know, it, it's true. Um, I don't really let it bother me. You know, I don't worry about it. I don't, during the season, I'm not on Instagram or Twitter reading comments about me. Um, I really don't do any of that because I know that once you start paying attention to that, you're going to start to believe what people are telling you. Yeah. You know, if I go out and throw five touchdowns, go for 500 yards, and I listen to people on the outside, they're going to believe that. I'm going to start to believe that I'm the best person in the country, blah, blah, blah. But if I go out and throw four picks and, you know, all these fumbles and, and everything like that and we lose and I start to listen to them, then, I'm, you know, I'm going to start to believe that. And so that's why I just, just staying even, just put your head down to work, and that's just the best thing. Your story of staying at UAB is, mm -hmm. is one of the – really cool stories in college football and I'm just getting to know you you're yeah. articulate and smart so I'm sure you've thought about this a little bit when it comes to like the current state of college football and where college football is right now with the portal with NIL I'm sure mm. you have you talk to teammates you're at Baylor so you got right. guys that play power five football that mm. you know well what do you think needs to change about college football I would just say not the character but just seeing through everything, you know, uh, especially guys my age, they're so quick to do something without thinking about it, you know, so emotion-based without looking into the facts and, you know, seeing through that smoky mirror um, because that's where, you know, all the problem gets into. You say I, I, say I leave and go somewhere else, I'm offered all this, and it doesn't happen then, you know, you're like, man, you, you, you get sold a false dream. And that's just the biggest thing is just seeing through all of that. Um, Empty promises. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, w I would say that. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to – you talked a little bit about Coach Dilfer and what he's taught you, just, like, you know, what it's like playing for him off the field and all that stuff. But what's something from a football standpoint that Coach Dilfer has taught you? He's talking about generate more power, too, um, in my throws. I would say that's the biggest thing. Um, using more of my hips, you know, um, I'm pretty stiff right now. So, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stiff, man, in my hips so and everything. Stretching. Yeah, <laughs> and so, you know, that's a real big thing that I've been doing is stretching. But, you know, my arm used to get tired a lot. It used to get really sore. And the first thing he, he told me, uh, he's like, man, it's like your hips, your hips, your hips. So a guy with him, uh, I think when he first got here, and just working on, you know, throwing throws with my hips and not just relying on my arm like I've been doing in the past. Yeah. Well, what's the one area that b before next season that you want to improve upon to give yourself the best chance to play in the NFL for a long time? I would say the mental side. Um, mental side is, is really the biggest thing. I could tune up um, like the little small details physically but mentally, I want to be at the Tom Brady levels where I get to play, I line up, 
I know exactly what everybody's doing, you know, all 11, and knowing where I'm going to get the ball before I, before I even touch my hands. You know, right now I'm getting it, and I'm like, okay, I have a good feel, but I'm going to have everything down pat before I even touch the ball. And so that's why I think this, this offseason is a big deal with me, you know, getting with, getting with Dilford, getting with Mort, uh, getting with Coleman and everybody else uh, in this building and just focusing on my mental side. What, what makes you believe about this place, about UAB, that you guys can have the kind of success that you want to have next season? Because, you know, our thing is it's on every door. I want to know, you know, going one to know, um, just one in a day. And, you know, last season didn't work out the way, that, the way that we wanted to. But when you have a dream, when you have a goal and you keep striving towards it and you keep just putting your head down and working every day, you know, you're going you're gonna to accomplish it. You're going to get to it. And so, you know, with the people in this building, with the guys we got in the locker room, I feel like that, you know, we're going to achieve it. What's, you know, th there's a lot of people that watch this show mm -hmm. that are young athletes, mm -hmm. right? A ton of um, especially quarterbacks. Right. You know, I, have, I have a lot of – usually it's quarterbacks and head coaches I talk mm -hmm. to. What's something that, you know, maybe to young players watching or even yourself, you go talk to yourself, the young quarterback that's, that wants, that's dreaming of playing big-time college football, what, right. what advice would you give them? Before we get back to the pod, we got to talk about something super important. Fellas, I know you guys are using those sharp razors to shave your face and to shave your manly areas. I'm telling you, stop doing it. I was in your shoes. I was using regular razors, and then I found Manscaped. The Manscaped sponsored the pod a few months ago, and I started using their products. It has changed my routine and my life completely. I told you before about Smooth Sack Summer. It's now Fresh Ball Fall. You need fresh balls in the fall. There's no excuse not to be fresh. Let's be honest. We both know we go in a little bit nervous to our manly grooming routine with the regular old razors we use, but with Manscaped, it takes away any feeling of being nervous. I use the lawnmower 4.0 when I'm doing my manly grooming. I use the beard hedger for my face and the reviews have been immaculate. Just take my word on that one, boys. So I'm telling you, if you're using regular old razors, stop and use Manscaped. And you can go to manscaped.com and use my code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping. I'm telling you guys, it's fresh ball fall. Using Manscaped will change your routine, change your manlyhood, and change your life. Manscaped.com, promo code ADAMB for 20% off and free shipping. What's something that, you know, maybe to young players watching or even yourself, you go talk to yourself, the young quarterback that's, that was dreaming of playing big-time college football, what, right. what advice would you give them? Two things. Um, I would say don't let football use you. Use football. That's a big thing that somebody taught me um, because, you know, if you let football use you, then you could get consumed in it. Um, but if you use football, you know, this isn't. I'm not football. You know, this is, I'm Jacob Zeno. So I'm doing, I'm using football to, you know, get an education. You know, I'm getting a master's right now. Uh, I'm using football to, to spread the word. You know, I'm a big faith guy. And, um, you know, I, I ask God all the time, I'm like, allow me to, to, to touch people and to use people and to, you know, bring them closer to you. And, you know, he's given me this amazing platform to to go out and, and reach people and touch kids and, and, and you know, moms and, you know, a lot of people. Um, I would say that. And then I would say, you know, don't let football be more than a game. You know, at the end of the day, this is a kid's game. Yeah. 
Like, you're supposed to have fun with this. Um, you know, this isn't supposed to be like, oh, man, I got football. You're supposed to be fun. You're, like, you're supposed to have fun and want to do this. You know, I like coming in here and doing the hard stuff that, that I'm doing because it's fun to me, you know. And once you start making football not fun and, and you don't enjoy it, then I feel like that's when you got to, you know, step away from it. So that that's what I'm doing. I said, I told myself, I was like, once I stop having fun playing football, I'm done because it doesn't, it's not like how it used to be. What's, uh, what's Jacob Zeno going to be doing in 15 years? I would be, I'll be retiring. Um, looking for what I'm going to be doing next. You know, um, I got my degree in kinesiology. And so um, whenever I'm done playing football, I would like to be a physical therapist. But, you know, that's not guaranteed. Uh, if I'm retiring in 15 years, then, you know, I'm pretty much set. Um, <laughs> yeah. so uh, it's a long time of NFL money. So, right? yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and endorsements and everything like that. Yeah. So I'll probably be somewhere with Dilford. <laughs> He'll probably be my caddy somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll be caddying for you. You yeah. a golfer? I, I'm trying to get into it. They you're said trying? I need to get into it, so I'm trying to get into you, it. You don't play at all? Not really. <laughs> top golf, but you're that doesn't really count. <laughs> you got top golf around here? Yeah, there's oh, top. Really? Yeah, there's top golf by the stadium. They probably use that for recruiting a bunch. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a recruiting tool. Yeah. Um, when when if I were to go ask your teammates about you and ask what you're like, what would they say? Funny, um, charismatic. You know, you can ask any one of those guys down there. I give them the shirt off my back. Um, there's times where I've drove in the middle of the night changing tires or helping them move or anything like that. Um, times where they didn't have food, I'm like, hey, man, y'all come over. I cooked, you know, stuff like that. I'm very charismatic. Um, so, yeah, they – I mean, I can't think of a bad thing that one of those guys could say. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you describe your leadership style? Because you're going to get asked that at the NFL combine. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would say I'm vocal-ish. Um, I'll probably say I'll lead by example more. Um, but that's one of the areas that I want to grow in in the offseason is uh, being a little bit more vocal. Um, you know, I, I got to get out of my shell. You know, I don't really like to, to talk too much. But uh, I just like to say, show, like, let the work show uh, for itself. But, you know, playing this quarterback position, you know, it can't be like that. You got to be the – the coach on the field, you got to be the that guy that everybody looks up to, and so having that that voice is 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 what I need. Um, but yeah, I would say right now, I would say um, you know just let my work show for itself and having guys lead from that. We, we've talked a, a little bit about the adversity and some of the stuff mm-hmm. in Baylor and here and being overlooked. What what's if you look back at your time, what, what's the one moment where you remember? being the toughest moment that you had to overcome? And then how did you overcome it? Toughest moment? Um, I would probably say, that's a good question. We're getting deep here, aren't we? Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, you weren't ready to, sp- to open up about your whole life, were you? <laughs> toughest moment, like with football? Yeah, well, anything. Mm. I mean, and I asked that, so it'll give me time to think about it. Like, I talk a lot about adversity. Like, my career, I had, right. times, I had injuries and retired before right. the NFL Combine. And, like, talk about that a lot. And anyone who's had success has gone through some tough moments. And everyone kind of has that one moment you're like, man, yeah. I almost quit. Um, I would say it would be about a year and a half ago um, when I transferred here. You know, 
I'm, I'm coming in thinking, okay, I'm gonna be the dude, I'm gonna be the guy, and um, I'm, you know, putting all the work in to be the guy, and it doesn't happen. And then we play UTSA here, and you know we lose in I think double overtime or something like that. Had a great game, and the next week I find myself back on on the sidelines again, and I think that was my make or break moment because then I was like why like I just had this game right here I just showed everything I put all the work in all these years all this year and do this and I'm still not rewarded for it why am I doing this like I'm, I'm done I'm throwing in the towel you know I, I finally I give up and that was a time where it's like okay you've been through this before so this isn't nothing new so why are you overreacting to this um I knew things would go get better, and I was like, hey, man, you, you can only control what you can control. You know, you can't worry about what's happening on the outside. If you can wake up every day and if you can put your head down and keep getting better, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. And, you know, that's, that's what happened. Um, I got through that tough moment, and, uh, you know, Dilford and all of them came in here and put my head down again, and I had the season that I had. During this past season, mm-hmm. was there a time where you kind of felt it click, where you were like, I'm back? Or like where you kind of, maybe it was a game, a play in a game, maybe it was a practice play where you're like, when you started feeling yourself again and got that that swagger back? Yeah, um, I'd probably say the Georgia game. You know, um, I, I'm coming from, I played on a Power 5 level, but just being down here um, and at Group of Five and, and going against uh, everybody here, just like, man, like I know what I am, but I haven't had a chance to prove it in a long time. And once we played Georgia and put those numbers up and we're moving the ball on them like that, I was like, hey, like, I'm back. I can, you always knew you could do this. You just had to, you know, prove to yourself that you could do it again. And after that moment, you know, I felt like stuff started to click better. Yeah, I love it. Uh, last thing I got for you, man. Mm-hmm. I, I asked Coach Dilfer the same question, and I like to end it with, with this question. What, uh, what's your why? What's the reason you do what you do? I'm, I'm almost like him uh, with faith. You know, um, I'm a big guy in faith, um, and I always pray every night to allow me to use this platform to uh, get people closer, you know, to God. And um, that's why I wake up every day. And as long as I got air in my body, you know, um, I'm going to, you know, praise him and I'm going to, you know, do his work. And I, I like, you know, I, at first I didn't like the attention and the cameras and stuff like that. But then I realized, like, man, like, this is all my purpose right here. Um, and showing light to him and allowing people to that. You know, they might not be religious. They might, whatever it is, to hear me say what I say and them go out and, and seek faith is, um, you know, is, is big. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time. It was yeah. glad you came back to do this and, and tell your story a little bit. I'm excited for college football fans. We'll put this all over social media to get to know you a little bit better and, and see that there's a special quarterback down here in Birmingham, man. So I appreciate you doing this.